Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Justin's Vinyl. We talk about vinyl. What's up, Anthony? Hey. Yeah. Getting it hard on the axe. Uh oh. That sounded a little inappropriate. What's up, buddy? Good oh, to see you. Good to see you. How you been? Good. You heard you were just traveling around? I was traveling, yes. Yeah. Of course, it's always the case. You come to California, and then I just purposely try to get as many gigs as possible. You're so, booking gigs. You're like, anybody got something out of town? Yeah, you're, you're always like, I'm coming to California. I'm like, okay, let me call somebody immediately. Could you somehow get me anywhere? I'll play at Denny's. Utah. I don't, I don't care. care. Utah. Utah. I don't care. I wasn't Utah. I was in Texas and Utah. Wow. We did 18 shows in nine days. Pretty 18 in nine. Wow. Yeah, it was a lot of shows. It was, uh, yeah, I don't think I ever want to do comedy again. (laughs) Too many shows. How is it that, like, on the weekends, there's usually two or three, but you were doing double we were shows doing double shows. Weekends too? Yeah, actually, it was 10 days. It was 10 days, 18 shows. That's what it was. Wow. Damn. Yeah, you know, it's like uh, it's what happens when you work with the guy who's in the emoji movie. You know? yeah. People get excited. People get excited. <laughs> I'm giving you this emoji right now. There you are. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you give that emoji a lot. It's, it's the story of your life. Just I don't know. I don't know. I'm Anthony. I don't know. It's <laughs> a pretty good impression to me. <laughs> oh, I can do it. We'll do it. One day I'll just we'll be each other. You wear a hat, and then yeah. I'll I'll get a wig, and we'll just be everybody. <laughs> Sorry, my oh man, don't you hate when you're trying to do a Zoom show and then the Adobe thing comes on? He's like, leave me alone, dude. I've updated like 50,000 times already. <laughs> Stop trying this to bring me in. now, Adobe. Yeah. God, Adobe, suck it. All right. Anyway, good to see you. So, yeah, I was in Salt Lake and I uh, was in Austin. We were in Dallas, Fort Worth, and then Austin. And then we did a, the last run was in uh, Utah. And, uh, you know, Adam was there, but then he made sure that he went home early so he didn't have to see me. So <laughs> but that's what we do. We just avoid Dustin. each other. Yeah. yeah. He pulled a Dustin <laughs> on me. So that's what happened there. But yeah, it was really interesting. I, you know, I was in, you know, I was a formerly a Mormon. I don't know if you guys know that much about me, but I was. And so mm-hmm. it was really interesting coming back to Salt Lake City because I had never performed in Salt Lake before. I'd done some stuff in uh, Orem. I ran a club out in Orem, Utah for about two years. And it was oh, called Fat, Dumb, and Happies. And uh, I booked a bunch <laughs> of comedians. That was the name of the club. It was great. Really? It was ridiculous. That was I the name, Fat, Dumb, that. and Happies. So it was, well, it didn't last that long. It lasted about <laughs> two years. Yeah. And uh, 
we and it was the first time I headlined guys like Pete Holmes and guys like oh, Mike yeah. Britt. Like a lot of these guys hadn't performed outside of Manhattan. And then also uh, nobody had worked clean before. So it was oh. funny having Gino Bisconte have to do yeah. a clean hour. <laughs> I think I had an aneurysm at some point during the show. <laughs> But it was every comic that I sent out, Judah Freelander, all these guys, none of them had really worked clean, Utah clean, which is another kind of clean. Yeah. So it was a really funny, uh, you know, kind of experiment if we could pull it off. And so we had done that and it was great. And then then you realize you can't make money when you don't serve booze. You can only make so much money off milk duds and Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the whole thing just like just exploded because nobody could, you know, make money off of that. Um, but anyway, so it was back and I was, you know, was there and it was so funny. I had a little bit of a flashback because the first show I had a very hard time, like, because I was like, cause the Mormons kind of raised me. Like I had kind of a ridiculous family, family was on drugs. Everybody was crazy. Police were called. It was like a horrible experience. And so the Mormons kind of took me in, kind of raised me, kind of like taught me that, you know, not every family yells at each other. And so it was like a beautiful experience, but it's like when I'm in front of Mormon people, I like, I, I, you know, I was like, I couldn't curse. Like I felt like I was like, it was like doing comedy from your grandmother or something. Like I felt <laughs> like I was just like, every time I'd go into a dick joke, I'd be like, sorry, 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 sorry. And uh, so it was a funny experience for me. And I was kind of filming something out there i was um, do, we we had a film crew come in and i was filming a thing i did some like you know documentary stuff about being mormon and not being mormon it was it was pretty cool and then at the end of it the guy who books dry bar special wanted me to do a special so Ooh. special the end of may so it's pretty cool. and, wow end of may that's yeah it. wow yeah, yeah it was really cool yeah so they booked me and all that stuff so it was fun that's incredible. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. So who knew, like, going to Utah, you would actually have industry, like, see you yeah. like, do on something. <laughs> of all places. <laughs> I'm like, I'm in L.A. and New York, and nothing happens. But then I go out there, <laughs> like, hey, here you go. It's a special. It's great. So I'm pretty excited about it. It's pretty fun. Yeah, uh, that's amazing. Yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. It's, uh, yeah, so I got to be clean again, but whatever. I'm, I'm leaning that way anyway when you, you know. Yeah. It, it is funny because I work with Bergazzi, and he's super clean. And then I work with TJ, and nobody cares. And yeah, so, yeah. But, you know, working in, you know, places like Utah, it's like, you you know, you're better off being clean. But at the same time, those people go wild because some of them were drinking and they're kind of what we call this thing called Jack Mormon. So they're just like, <laughs> they just like, they're just like losing it. Like, like and that's kind of how I was when I stopped being Mormon. You know, a lot of my 20s was being Mormon. And so I felt like I had to make up for time lost. And so I, that's, why I, that's why I went off the rails and I was like doing drugs and going crazy and stuff because it was like, you know, so it's like, I'm not Mormon anymore and I'm going to make up for all this, you know. So pull your boobs out and get your whiskey. Here comes Dustin. So it was like a crazy, you know, kind of comeback of yeah. not being Mormon. But uh, so, yeah. That's great. So, so yeah, that's so great. Your fun. clean stuff is great, though. You know, so I think uh, I'm, I'm clean. I'm pretty clean. Like I have yeah. like three dirty jokes. One of them is like jerking off in a Wendy's cup. You know, I yeah, can yeah. I can let go of that. You yeah, <laughs> you were less clean when I first met you, but yeah, it's, you've you've evolved over the I, last ten I, years into a cleaner. And it really is the way to go. Anybody that's not clear, not at least have that in their arsenal is really doing themselves a disservice financially. I tell you, because it seems to it, people want to pay for the clean. So. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, Jay was saying I sold out. I'll sell out. You know, I'll sell out. <laughs> when you live in LA, you you'll you'll know. And I'm, uh, yeah, I'm I'm trying to sell out hard. So I don't <laughs> want to put you on the spot. You don't want to talk about that other thing, right? Oh, I just I'm not allowed to talk okay, about it yet, cool. but I will cool. talk about it. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I will talk okay. about it on a future show. It's future show. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
but uh, so you wore a dress, right? Is that what you <laughs> I should have? <laughs> I, I should have done the opposite of what I did. Uh, it's okay. That's I was right. taping. Right. I'll just that's all I can say. I was taping okay. the thing. I was because I wasn't here. If I was, I would have yeah. been your Mickey if I'd have been here. I'd gone with you, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah well, you know, I nailed the performance, but uh, it's now like, everybody's you know, they, going, What did he do? <laughs> I'll be able to talk about it soon. Oh, good. Well, let's bring in uh, the other riffraff on the show. More combo going. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for my dude, Jeffrey Paul, Adam Holt. Like this riff. Right? It likes yeah, you, Jeffrey. Jeffrey. <laughs> Anthony, you have a lipstick on your teeth. Oh, uh, do I? Stop. <laughs> you can't go in and, and bully people, Jeff. <laughs> I know you're bigger than me, but I'll go a couple rounds. I'll never go down. I'll never go down. No, no, you're, you're never go down. I'm one of those guys, those crazy skinny you're guys. Jake I'll just keep getting back up. Yeah. I'll keep getting back up. <laughs> like train spotting. Remember that little dude? Oh, <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> He's like coming at people. <laughs> Movies like that just make it great for skinny guys. Um, cool. Uh, let's talk about this. So obviously some crazy shit happened, you know, in the Oscars with the slap thing. It was just like, that's ridiculous. But I think the craziest thing about, about what's happening in the world of comedy is T.I. doing stand-up. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's, that's just... It just goes to show you that like people it's so funny when people because I think it was difficult for Jeff because Jeff came from being successful and doing stand up. But I can't, you know, in a, like a business sense. And then I can't imagine doing stand up and being like a Grammy winner, like, you know, and uh, apparently with a Grammy when you take your dick out. But that's a whole nother Louis C.K. discussion. <laughs> but hey, <laughs> but this T.I. guy, I don't know if you saw the footage. There was a there's a video of him like yelling at an open micer and like just abusing this poor girl on stage. And oh he's like, take your wig off and all this shit. And it's like, dude, first of all, it's an open mic. Like, it's bad enough everybody's there. And you're going to heckle? To me, I'd rather be slapped than some, another comic heckle me during my act. I'll be honest with you. Because yeah. I have been hit on stage, but um, <laughs> I got punched real bad at, at, at a certain club and uh, where there's no security. And it was just like this guy just came at me and like, I might have asked for it. I, I you know, whatever. <laughs> but it was like, it was like, you ever go to, I think, did we talk about this? Where there's a guy, we didn't cover this Will so. Smith no. thing, right? Okay. No, no. Yeah, no, you know, we're like somebody's heckling the whole show. And then by the time you get up, you're just angry. And that's what oh, happened. Yeah. And it was just like, and then he was like, said something. I was like, shut up. And I called him a word I shouldn't have said. And then he just like beat the crap out of me. And then like, there's no security. And uh, I just got back up and was like, okay, so where are you from? <laughs> <laughs> Black eye. My hat's like this. Like, hey, what's going on? And everybody's like, nah, dude, we're done with you. <laughs> I was like awkwardly trying to go back into my act. I was like, couldn't see. I was like talking to like the wall, you know, another <laughs> Yeah, it was rough. Oh man! You guys ever been attacked on stage? Anybody? I I had a guy try to throw a chair at me mm. during my act. Yeah, not as bad. Not as bad. Well, <laughs> it, I mean, it wasn't bad because somebody I, somebody uh, stopped him from throwing. It. He picked yeah. up the chair like that, and somebody like grabbed it from him. Then you would have had a better story. Then I was a guy thought about throwing a chair. Yeah. Well, he came up to this. He came oh, yeah. up right up to the stage, and he he had the chair, and then. Uh, they grabbed the chair from him. Somehow he was really drunk. He didn't understand what he had done wrong. Somehow he still ended up on stage with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was mad because I was doing a song, one of my fake kid songs, and it was about uh, your parents dying. And yeah. uh, I've heard that song. He was mad it's, about it's it. It's actually made me happy because <laughs> parent. But uh, 
So then he ends up on the stage with me and he's like, all right, let's, let's finish the song. <laughs> I was like, what? you've never heard it before. Yeah. I like, Can you just throw a chair at me? Because I, I don't want you to ruin this for me. It was weird. How about yeah. you, Jeff? You ever had an experience? With I had you? a guy. You're a big guy. so I had a guy want to attack me, though. Uh, oh, he did. Oh. Yeah, I was, I was, I was upstate uh, New York with another comic. And the guy was, he was harassing me, the host. And then I was right. the middle. And he's, he's cutting in on me. And somehow it escalated where I told him to go fuck his sister. Oh, sure. Okay. Oh. So yeah. So so it starts to get weird. Okay. From that point, and the guy want the guy wants to uh, come at me because he probably uh, likes his sister. I mean, probably <laughs> probably attracted to his sister. So, but but it makes the room weird. I have to do an extra five five minutes to try and get the room back. You know, and it, you know I'm able to do it. And then you know the um, the headline of Tommy Gooch goes up, and you know thirty seconds in the guy starts with with Gooch, and Gooch calls the guy a terrorist, and now the guy charges the stage. Oh, wow. they had security, and they take him, they throw him out. I'm sitting at the table with a comic saw. The producer comes up to me because we're at a hotel uh, up uh, up uh, in the Ad- I guess the Adirondacks, what's up there, whatever. And um, uh, she goes, uh, "Let me know when you and Tommy are leaving. We want to escort you out." The guy says he's going to wait after the show. He wants to kill you. Wow! <laughs> wow! Kill you. Yeah. So now I'm sitting there, and I mean. I, this is all I'm thinking about. I'm like, you know, I'm not waiting to after the show. I'm going to go find this guy right now. We're going to, we're going we're gonna to yeah. have it out in the parking lot. I, I cannot get my mind off of it. I have to find this guy. Cause I said, cause I tell the producer, I was like, well, tell him when I get off stage, I stop being a comic. Okay. Yeah, so if he sure. really wants, and, and I'm telling the story now, I'm getting mad about it again. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you guys had a lot of close calls. Anyway, to remind yeah. you, I got hit on stage. So no, no, he, 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 this guy, you guys got, angry surgery, that he took guys got mad. Yeah. But I, I literally got punched and there was no security. The, you know, That's the saddest crazy. part of it was. Did anybody I was, jump in? Nobody jumped in. And that was Shit. the sad part is all the comedians just watched. I don't care if it was Carlos Mencia doing my act. I would have jumped in and helped a wow. comedian. Like Even if was, he was doing your act. Absolutely. Because it, wow. it's you like we're do- a band of brothers. Exactly. At the end of the day, we're but a band of brothers. that's the code. If he, if he you, was stealing jokes at, it, nah, at the exact I'll, Okay, <laughs> Anthony, I get what that is. Okay, let's just say if let's say it was somebody I hated. Okay. Let's say it was the guy who stole my joke. We, we all know who he is. But it's like I, he opens <laughs> yeah. for Mencia. But I wouldn't. I, I still would have jumped in and helped. You know, yeah. it's like you don't you don't do that. You don't touch me. You don't touch the mm-hmm. other comic. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's like Great. you don't you don't touch Chris Rock. He's the best we got. Like you don't fuck with him. So anyway, that whole thing is crazy. The people are like kind of going bandwagon at that, and it's like saying, "Oh, you know, you know, he stood up for his woman." It's like, no, dude, that guy's just mentally unhinged. And so it's there's like, no excuse. That, did yeah. you see that uh, Jada Pink- Pinkett Smith said that she wishes he didn't? Oh, what an idiot. What an idiot. Yeah, because yeah, because it's not like it's not a bar, dude. It's yeah. like he's not going to get he's going to get nominated for shit. He's not going to get good roles anymore. He's going to be he's the it's next the Academy Shore Awards. Right. Isn't there yeah. a little decorum? Yeah. And she's, full of sh- and she's full of shit because when you watch that back angle, she was enjoying it. She was yeah. laughing. She had no problem. Nobody thought about the repercussions. And I'm That's more mad exactly at people right. standing up and applauding like those people. 
It's like, I'm only going to watch foreign films from now on. I am done with, with Hollywood movies, unless you want right. to put me in a movie, and then I'll, oh, I'll yeah. sell out again. Um, no problem. But watch our own it, movie. that's my time, and I'm not going to give it to you. <laughs> um, but T.I. doing stand-up. This is this guy, and then he's like, here's the deal. It's like, you don't get to just come in and like with all this swag. you got to pay your dues. I think he should be barking. That's what I think so. He should put him <laughs> on a corner. He should give him flyers, and he should earn his way back like every one of us had to do. We Free all had to pay show. our dues. Free comedy. Yeah. I'm sure he, mm-hmm. he's probably doing brangers because he's got a pretty good fan base. But, you know, he needs, yeah. to, he needs to get out there and pay some dues. Do some check spots, all right? Stop <laughs> heckling comedians. But um, I don't know. It's always weird. And then it's weird. Then I found out that Hannibal Burris, uh, who's a comedian, quit comedy. He did? Completely, completely quit comedy. And is be and is a now set on being a serious rapper. And what? So, yeah, <laughs> there's a whole, there's a, yeah, sure? real. You think I'm going to get just, fake news here on Justice <laughs> Vinyl? I don't I know. I just saw that he's headlining something. I don't, I don't watch the same news now? Jeff watches. It's just real news. Wow. <laughs> he's not headlining. He's doing, he's doing music. He's a hip-hop artist now. And so he quit his stand-up comedy career. There's a big, there's all kind of articles on it. I found out from a source in Austin that he just came yeah. in and did no comedy and just did uh, hip-hop. That's what he wants to do. Just wants to be a rapper. And I heard some of it. And uh, I owe his stand-up an apology. I'll tell you. <laughs> now, uh, I heard he's touring with Kid Rock. <laughs> okay. Really? Is that what you're looking up right now? Is that real? No. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. That's a good joke. I sorry I missed it, but I thought it was real. <laughs> <laughs> that would be like, a but maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know he was I'm, I had I'm, no I'm, idea I about can't this. Believe that. Yeah, but he's, uh, says, he's, uh, trying, he's trying to be a rapper. Uh, Adam, do you have something? Yeah, it said it's, he uh I guess he he had a rap set at South by Southwest. So just yes. uh maybe like a week or two ago. Yeah. Wow. I'm telling you. The guy's just going to do rap. He's he made his money on comedy and like you know guest stars and movies and stuff, and he wants to just be a rapper. Good for him, I yeah. guess. Not really good for us, but maybe good for him. But um, yeah. you know, yeah, I, listen, I try to, to listen to one. It's okay, whatever. I support people. He was kind of a dick to me, but whatever. I took care of him, and he was like, Meh. you know, the whole thing. Anyway. <laughs> We won't like bring that back up. <laughs> he hit me while I was on stage. That's the guy. <laughs> I used to be a little racy back then when daddy drank. Anyway. <laughs> oh, but uh, so yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, so there's that craziness going on in the world. And then we had some devastating losses or loss in uh, music. And, uh, you know, it's a lot of people get affected when certain... And the thing is, is people try to act like, you know, it's like, you know, they make it about you or whatever. But I feel that like when somebody who's an artist and that really inspires you and like you love their music and what they do as an artist, it's like, you know, you get affected by it. And it's like, you feel it. It feels like family that's taking from mm-hmm. you, you know? And so Anthony, wants to tell us a little bit about <laughs> what's, sure. uh, what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, Taylor Hawkins, uh, drummer for the Foo Fighters. Um, yeah, he died, um, on March 25th while uh, Foo Fighters were on tour. Uh, and, you know, there's not a lot of 
I don't get affected with every uh, celebrity death, but this this one it still doesn't feel real. Um, I've been I've been watching. Um, yeah, I've been listening to the Foo Fighters since I was a kid, so I I've seen Taylor live a ton of times um, since like the late nineties. For uh, first time I saw him, I think it was a summer festival in uh, in New York. I saw them open for uh, the Ro- the Rolling Stones when uh, uh, they were doing the Color and the Shape tour, and uh, and you know I've seen them do it a couple of times, but on that one, on that show. They had two drum sets, and uh, so for the beginning of My Hero, it's Dave and Taylor both playing on the drums and stuff. I've seen them do stuff like that um, a couple times, and um, I've also seen Taylor. He's he had a, a couple of side projects too. He had uh, Taylor Hawkins and the Coattail Riders, which uh, their first album is just great. Just um, he had such a good voice and such a great drummer. Um, but I saw them live in New York. I think it was at. I think it was at Bowery Ballroom. Uh, and it was awesome. You know, he's like, they, they would put the the drums up front and then it was the guitar player and the bass player just right next to the drum the drum kit. And, That's uh, great. And he was so, so good. His voice sounded good even while he was playing drums and he's just an incredible drummer. And, um, and I, you know, probably, I mean, the only drummer that I can think of that could be in a band with Dave Grohl and... Uh, and make that work. Like Dave Grohl looked up to him as a drummer, oh, which is not, not always the case. It wasn't the case with the, the original uh, drummer for the Foo Fighters, uh, uh, William Goldsmith, who uh, had his tracks re-recorded on the color and the shape. Dave Grohl just went in and was like, nah, I could do this better. <laughs> but with Taylor Hawkins, he like, you know, he, he uh, was like, he, he looked up to him because they were very different drummers and i think taylor was actually a more technically proficient drummer than than dave grohl but dave grohl's got that reputation you know yeah so um so that's it you know he he was he was one of my favorite drummers i I think he was one of the greatest drummers of all time um and uh yeah it's a that's a that's a tough one yeah, um, he he also he drummed with uh, Linus Morissette, which Linus I thought Morissette. was interesting. I had yeah. no idea, and uh, I always wondered why the drumming was a little was good on that. Yeah, <laughs> he left her touring band yeah. to join the Foo Fighters, and she was like the biggest act yeah. in music at the time. Sure, yeah, and I like her actually. I like her music. I think yeah, yeah, good. But uh, yeah, you know, it was funny, and it's like we were having some thread. It was really hilariously ridiculous because I was sitting there. And uh, it was like I just watched uh, uh, Dave Grohl have a conversation with Pharrell about him pretty much shitting on himself as a drummer. Oh yeah, and he was just saying, "Yeah, I say, the guy Pharrell was like, I'm not like you or whatever." And the guy, the guy's like, "You got to stop calling me a good drummer or something like that." He's <laughs> like, "Look, I ripped off people from the Gap and all these bands." Oh yeah, and yeah, it was like, the. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, he was. That was the beat that he took. He was saying, "I just took from all these like funk bands and whatever." (laughs) And then, and then something came up, and then, and then, so then Jeff comes in and says something like, "You say he's a great drummer, it broke my heart or something." And I thought you meant broke, broke your heart because you didn't know that he like t- lifted these beats. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then I come in and I was like, ah, he's, he's a hack drum or whatever. And then I say something. And then, and then I come in and I go, now the kid, that Taylor Hawkins kid, he's good. And yeah. then I look on the thing and try to spell his name right. And then I realize he just died. And yeah. that's what you guys were talking about. And I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah. an idiot. <laughs> I, thought you post- I thought you posted it. 
No, I didn't. <laughs> it was Adam. I, yeah, I posted. Adam posted it. Right. Yeah, you get, we're all separate well, people. Yeah. When it comes on, like your name comes first. It's under like Adam, uh, oh, Dustin, okay. Anthony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so nobody knows tech. who's what or whatever. So it's hilarious. But no, I had nothing to do with it. I had no idea until I'd actually looked at it. You guys didn't even tell me because I didn't figure it out until I'd actually looked on the internet. So it was just funny. That, that, I am. Um, I, I got to see Tal Hawkins with Alanis Morissette. Uh, oh, yeah. On, yeah. Uh, on her, when she toured on her second album. Um, yeah, he, he played, and Garbage was the opening act. And like, you know, I liked him. And then he I, was still I, playing with her when the second album came out? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Uh, yeah. And then uh, I saw Foo Fighters when they opened for the Stones. Yeah, me too. And last, last week. Stadium? Yeah, last week I went to uh, Starland Ballroom to see Dirty Honey and Mammoth. And Mammoth is Eddie Van Halen's uh, kids band, Wolfie. Yeah. And they actually did My Hero as a tribute to Taylor. Oh, wow. nice. You don't have to tell us that because we cover the album here. We all know whose band that is. <laughs> <laughs> Are you telling the people? I think you were telling the people, right? I'm okay. telling the people. Okay, good. good. Like Dirty, you. How great was Dirty Honey? Or what is it? Dirty, Dirty Honey is great, me. right? They they are the they are the next rock stars. It's gonna They're be good. I it's mean, gonna be them, the Struts, Greta yeah. Van Fleet, Ghost. Yeah. That is the future of rock and roll. Yeah, that's great. I, I heard of them on title and stuff. They're fantastic. They're really cool. Good. I'm glad you like them. And then somebody was talking to me about them and stuff, and so I had a conversation. But yeah, I think they are good. Um so Adam, how are you were you affected by the Taylor Hawkins thing? Are you a fan or yeah, I, I mean, I was I was shocked by it when I when I sent out that link. It was uh, I think it, it popped up in my news feed. It was breaking news, and when I sent it, I sent it before even reading it, and I kind of thought, oh, is this a, a fake article? Or uh, I, I couldn't believe it, but um, but it was pitchfork because I, I yeah, thought the same the thing. thing. Yeah. I was yeah. like, this isn't real, and then I was like, yeah, it was pitchfork. It's yeah, just real. so out of the out of left field. Yeah, fifties yeah. yeah. young too. Fifties really young, even yeah. for a guy that parties. Fifties. Really he was young. in good shape too. He's you know he's. He had to be fit to play drums the way he did. So yeah, yeah. that stuff takes you down, man. Yeah, doesn't matter if yeah. you're in shape or not. So get help, guys, if you're out there. Uh, addiction is a problem, but <laughs> people will need to figure it out. All right. Mm -hmm. So that sucks, and uh, let's get back to us. <laughs> <laughs> we got 20 minutes, guys. Oh, right. <laughs> but rest okay. in peace. Get back to Dustin getting punched in the face. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always getting punched in the face. It was not I mean, physically or just whatever. You know, uh, you know what I hate is when, like, do you guys ever get Anthony? You probably get it. You're like me. But do you, yeah. do you get people just saying stuff like they'll see your comedy and then they'll just try to give you advice or try to give some sort of negative thing? And I was like, yes. you really took the time to email me and tell me some shit yes. that I don't want to hear. And then I just, well, it's like, what is wrong with you? Can I read you this thing? Yes, please. Ooh, please. It's, it's, it's not advice, but I did. So I did this corporate Zoom show okay. yesterday. Oh, yesterday. Oh, this is and fresh. Th okay. This is fresh it's fresh and this guy <laughs> i have to tell you because it's relevant to the um to his comment okay um this is a guy that's he's in a wheelchair oh god <laughs> and he tweeted at me for no reason i had i didn't know he existed before this he tweeted <laughs> at anthony capfer your comedy is so bad i wish i was deaf instead of crippled <laughs> so that was today. That's some, uh, <laughs> that's some feedback. 
Oh, man. I'm going to find this guy and push him down a hill. <laughs> what an idiot. Oh, that's like, you he's know, not, it's, it is kind of funny, though. Pretty funny. Uh, that's, yeah, you know, people just don't, they think they could just say whatever they want. They can slap you, think they could say stuff. It's like, well, Twitter well, is such a positive, uplifting place. It's, 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 right. He had place. to find me. I didn't promote my Twitter on this show. This is a corporate gig, you know, I was getting paid. Yeah. I don't care if they follow me. That's um, crazy. But he found me just to tell me that. <laughs> so. Well, I think you're wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. I think you're a great guy. And you have a single out, right? What's, have, what's your single? Yeah. So I'm starting, you know, uh, <laughs> similar to uh, <laughs> Hannibal Burris, I, uh, <laughs> I'm starting a musical, a music project, a band, I guess, that is, um, it's less, it's not going to be marketed as comedy. But if you like my songs already, you'll probably like this because it's, it's still going to be humorous ish um but this the project was called buzz killjoy and nice. i have a, a the first single came out the other day it's called um grandma taught me how to rock and roll so nice. that's the uh that's streaming everywhere now and uh so so check cool. that out Can you play a little bit of it at the end maybe just yeah taste? yeah play, cool yeah all i'll right. give you a little taste all right Thanks. cool man so we missed last week um because you know we're all working and stuff so uh we did a rerun i hope they ran a rerun <laughs> dick gregory one um which i bought a new dick gregory album while i was on the road nice that went to a really cool bookstore uh bookstore uh record store that's what we do we don't do books here can you imagine if we did books we'd, like, we'd have like three books and that's the show for the rest of the year right. <laughs> it's like i'm still reading this book it's been six right. months everybody books we've had to read in high school <laughs> yeah i just read johnny tremaine again <laughs> Uh, so we were supposed to do the top five uh, female artist um, albums driven by female, whether it could be a guitarist, it could be a lead singer, it could be all females, it could be mm -hmm. just somehow a woman involved because of Women's History Month. Now it's in April, so we kind of missed a little bit of the last month, but it feels women are still very relevant. And uh, so let's uh, talk about it. And so we were doing our top five of all time, depending on however list you wanted to do it. It could be something that was close to like a Rolling Stones list. It could be something that's personal. I personally chose five out of my collection because nice. I felt like it was, you know, this is not Dustin Spotify. So I felt like it's important mm -hmm. to keep the vinyl alive and on the show. So, um, you know, this is not something that's the dear to me, really, but it's fantastic. And uh, this is Trio. This is uh, this is the album. There's Dolly Parton, Linda Ronstadt, and Amy Lou Harris, and oh, this is oh. a very cool album. I found this digging. Um, this is uh, this is their first debut album. Um, it went platinum right away. Um, if you know anything about these three, I mean, they're just the fantastic, you know. And to hear them together, the harmony with these three women together is fantastic. I, yeah. I want to check that out. I yeah, it's really it. good. It's really good. And uh, this is, they made, they only made two albums and uh, this, this one did extremely well. I don't know if the other one did as well, but it did pretty good. And uh, you know, it's just, I haven't listened to it tons. I just, but I do every time I listen to it, I love it. It's uh, it's all original songs on here. It's really good. Get you, if you get a chance, check this out. And it's like, you know, a lot of people sleep on Linda Ronstadt and I don't know if there, uh, there's an amazing documentary out on her, uh, I believe it's on HBO. And she, I think she had the greatest voice of all time because she could do so many different genres. You know, she did country, she did rock, she did pop, she did gospel, she did Spanish, like she did all kinds of stuff. She did Spanish. Whoa. She did. She did. There's an album in Spanish that she did because she's a, uh, her dad's Mexican or something. So oh. she like speaks Spanish and stuff, but she did like a tribute to him 
him, kind of a you know a, a instrumental thing with Spanish music, and she sang is great. But um, she may have won a Grammy for a Spanish. Uh, I think record. she did. I think she did. Yeah. Wow, she's got a great voice, and we all love Dolly, and I love Dolly, yes. even though I'm still mad at her for doing two songs at that concert. I paid three hundred dollars a ticket for. Poor Niles Rogers. Poor Niles Rogers had to like save the show. It's like. A, <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, but he did good. But anyway, this is a great album. So this is one of my top five. And then here's a different one here. Let's see. I have these uh, little cards here. So this probably didn't see this coming, guys. Uh, this is oh, yes, yes. yes. Alison Moye. Yes, uh, yes, Alison uh, Moye and Vincent oh, Clark yeah. uh, of uh, Racer and uh, Depeche Mode. He wrote a lot of songs for them yeah. as well. And originally the name was Yazoo. And uh, but America was like, no, dude, you're going to have to keep it simple because we're confusing it with that chocolate drink. So they, <laughs> they, shortened, <laughs> they shortened it to Yaz. And uh, this is a really cool Alison Moye. Another one people said on her, she's got the crazy beautiful voice. And she, you know, she now she I think a lot of the stuff she did after Yaz is a lot of kind of jazz oriented and kind of like, you know, theater stuff. But this is kind of a new wave dance music um this is one of the the album the reason i chose this because um it's dear to me because it was like there was a time in my life after you know during high school when i started listening to stuff that wasn't on the radio and that's when my music kind of <laughs> interests started getting better because you know people was like hey you gotta listen to this we're all listening to Depeche Mode and all these stuff because they were popular at the time but a lot of people you know yes had already come and gone and so this album I believe it came out uh 84 maybe 82 maybe 82 I didn't write that 82 1982 and uh so yeah so it's got the guy from Erasure and it's got uh, Alison Moyet and it's fantastic I love all these songs on here uh Midnight is probably my favorite song the way that starts Midnight cool outside it starts going it gets into it man it's such a great song and don't go is a great song. That's that is yeah. a such an I'm so glad to pick that out. That's such yeah. an underrated song. That, yeah, I, I used to dance phenomenally to that. <laughs> <laughs> that is the TikTok. We're gonna make this TikTok happen. Right. We're gonna have Jeff dance to Don't Go, and we're gonna get a million we go. people <laughs> might finally tune in right. to Dustin's final because of that. So you, you're gonna be our goat. You're gonna get us in there. You're so funny. I love that song. I will dance uh, yeah. to that song. So yeah, so get uh, upstairs at Eric's. It's really good. Love um, it. Great, great, great choice. All right. So let's see. Second one here. And let's see. And you knew I'd choose this one because I love this this beautiful woman. Nina Simone. Mm -hmm. uh, I put a spell on you. This is a great album. Uh -huh. um, it's, uh, you know, what I love about Nina Simone and a lot of people talk about Aretha and they talk about, you know, Billie Hol uh, Holiday and stuff. And, you know, what I like about her is um, she does her own music. Like she plays all of her own music. She was a classically trained pianist and yeah. she writes, she wrote all her music. She played all her music. She didn't have some dude just coming in and playing piano for her. Like she wrote the music. And I think that's a beautiful thing. I got hooked on to Nina Simone. I, when I start before, right when I started comedy, I went down this, this dive of like learning uh, about different comedians. And so I watched everything I could on comedy. And one of the things I watched was um, Playboy Penthouse with Hugh Hefner. And it was these black and white, um, you know, kind of footage stuff. And they always had like comedians like Lenny Bruce, Dick Gregory. And then they always had musicians on there. And it was basically Hugh Hefner would open up his apartment and people would come in and they have a party and somebody be playing piano and singing and somebody be kind of like doing riffing as a comic. And Nina Simone was on there. And uh, I just loved, you know, her 
music and stuff. And then there was also a movie called La Femme Nikita, which was the original to No Point of No Return with Bridget Fonda. <laughs> but the original, they, um, I believe they played her music in both movies. But uh, that was another, and that got her popular and kind of the mainstream. Mm. But, uh, but Nina Simone's a badass. Uh, she fought for like activism and like wrote songs that nobody had the balls to do and like, you know, kind of going after, I think, Alabama and different places. So this is yeah. a great album. Put a spell on you. Amazing song. And you're not going to go wrong with this one. So that's my Yeah. Favorite. Great documentary on her, too. Yes. Yes. Great documentary. Um, and- Netflix, I think. Netflix. <clears throat> Buttflix. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, her stuff is. I need an intern. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we're going to go to another fabulous uh, artist. This is Janis Joplin. Okay. Uh, This is Pearl. Uh, This is uh, her last album, unfortunately. Uh, She only had two albums. Uh, This this album was by the Full Tilt Boogie Band, which is an amazing Canadian band that did a lot of great stuff uh, in the 60s and 70s. And she, this is a perfect album. There's not one bad song on this album. I think Janis Joplin has the best rock female voice of all time. There is nobody that captures that rasp and that, that soul. I mean, you, I mean, you just, I mean, it's, it's hard not to tear up to some of like Bobby McGee, which is written by, you know, Chris Christopherson. And, you know, that's a great cover. And then just, you know, everything on here is great. Uh, Mercedes Benz, I love. And the reason I chose this as my top five is my mother used to drive a Caprice classic, uh, a car in the seventies. And she played this on eight track on the loop. <laughs> and I just remember being in the backseat of that Caprice classic and listening to this song. I was like, who is this? And my mom would be singing along to the songs. And she always wanted a Mercedes Benz. And, and then one day she, uh, after her fourth husband, she married a doctor and she got one. So <laughs> in the end, she got her Mercedes Benz and that's that. And uh, it's, it's so funny. A lot of my albums is only two the people only had two albums. Uh, Yaz and uh, it's uh, oh, yeah, Janis trio Joplin and trio, two albums. Yeah. Everything's two albums of me. I think that's better. And then we all know I love Sinead O'Connor. So I chose, I've talked about this oh. one before on the thing. I love this album, Lion and the Cobra uh, debut that's album, so- 1987. Uh, she was pregnant when she re- recorded this album. Wow. And it's, so that was pretty rough. I can't imagine. Most women can't even leave the house pregnant. This one's recording music. And so uh, this is a great, uh, the, the title of the song is from Psalms 91.13, something like it, the, you will come upon a lion and a cobra. So, and it's interesting because she had all this like Catholicism bashing and stuff. But beyond that, um, I love this album. Uh, it's, you know, she, I, and here's why I pick is my top five. Also, uh, when I was discovering music, 120 Minutes was the was the oh, show yeah, that we yeah, all yeah, watched yeah, on great. MTV. MTV, that was the best show they had. And they always had this like new British, the Pixies. Everybody was, you know, they would showcase all these cool bands that nobody was doing on regular rock radio or regular MTV. So you had to wait up on Sunday nights, late at night, just to watch this show. And I remember the video, uh, I think Mandinka was one of the the song on there. And Troy, I think Troy might have been the first single, but Mandinka was my favorite, is still my one of my favorites songs and it's uh you know it's just so soulful she's got this beautiful voice and it's just different it was something we'd never heard before and then you look at her and you're just like you're confused you know it's just like you know it's kind of got the jada pinkett smith thing going but she rocked it you know (laughs) she she wasn't lying about it (laughs) so i like bald women i don't know why jada's getting freaked out 
but uh but i love this album top to bottom it's one of my favorite albums and uh you know mandinka jerusalem every single song it's a little heavy you know once you get past mandinka it gets a little tearful and a little weird and but it's in a good way i think it's a great album so so that's my five for my collection and uh thanks I stand by them and hope you guys get a chance to check out those albums if you don't know those. And we'll go to Jeffrey Paul. I, I wish we we had we we're gonna guess albums because oh, I would right. never get. Oh, I didn't know we were doing. I would this. never. Yeah, I wouldn't I have never, guessed any of those. Yeah. I would have never guessed. Uh, yes, for, for yeah. that. You that gotta, took me by surprise. Jeff, I love you, that. You got I, a Pat Benatar in there. Of course. <laughs> Anthony, <laughs> you got a Breeders. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was, yeah, sorry guys, I just went fast because I we were running out of time. Sorry. About that. Okay, so I'll, I'll go. I'll go kind of quick because I'll go pretty much in order. Uh, my number five was uh, 1971's Carol King Tapestry. Oh yeah, I think okay. when you talk about a perfect album, I, you know that's that's something I think about. I mean, uh, I mean, what it swept the Grammys that year as well, and with big hits like "I Feel the Earth Move," "It's Too Late," "Beautiful," "You've Got a Friend," uh, "Oh, Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow?" So far away. I mean, all beautiful songs. I think she's the greatest female songwriter you know, to come out of that era. So, you know, she was a bro, uh, building uh, songwriter. So I'm, you know, I always loved Carol King. So Tapestry was number, my number five. And my number four is in a completely different direction. A band that I saw in January, Hailstorm. I love the 2012 <laughs> album, Strange Case Of, with songs like Love Bites, uh, their classic, I Love the Misery, Freak Like Me. I mean, it's a really great, great rock and roll album and it kind of shows that women can do heavy rock you know just as well as anybody and lizzie hale has like the best scream of, of of any uh female thing i've ever heard my number three album is an album that we covered here uh the 1981 uh precious time album by pat benatar with uh <laughs> listen without that, without this album you don't have lizzie hale Okay, so you have to go Promises in the Dark, Fire and Ice, Precious Time, Just Like Me, Helter Skelter cover. So I love that album. Uh, Number two, who predated Pat Benatar, or or at least contemporary, but a little bit before Pat Benatar, is the 1975 uh, album Dreamboat Annie from Heart. And these are the the, the Wilson sisters. And what I like on it is the opening uh prelude uh of crazy for you and and uh wilson's uh uh guitar work i mean is really she is an underrated guitar player in her own right she's great she has a great voice and nancy wilson the sister is just a phenomenal singer she and she belts it out on a song like magic man and my number one album uh for a female again an album that we covered on the show about a year ago the 2006 release of uh Back uh, to Black by Amy Winehouse, mm-hmm. uh, Rehab, uh, You Know I'm No Good, Back to Black, uh, Love is a Losing Game, Tears Dry on Their Own, which is one of my all-time favorite songs. It's just, to me, is a perfect, perfect album. She was great. I wish she would have like still been around today. I would have loved to see how she developed as an artist. But those are my top five uh, female albums. And as the Amy Winehouse, what does it mean to you personally? Like, was it just like this? What does it mean to me? Because... Yeah. You know, it's I, I liked her. I liked her commitment. I liked her individualism. I liked that, you know, she had this great voice and it, through it all, she was transparent. You know, she 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 had demons. You wish someone would have intervened to help her. 
but you know, like there's video. I, I mean, I watch Amy Winehouse videos all the time, you know, of live performances and you see her going on stage and slurring and stumbling. And, you know, you're like, what could have been, but she, she didn't hide it. She wasn't fake. She was yeah. so authentic. She was so, she was so hard. Um, she we were just talking about this the other day with somebody and they were comparing her to Adele. Now Adele is a talent. She has a great voice, but I mean, when you talk about who was like just so cool, Amy Winehouse was just so fucking cool. And I, I again, I, you know, I remember I was up in Cooperstown, New York. I was doing these interviews up there with, with some ball players, And I remember hearing the news and that was one of those that really like, like got me that like, I just kind of stopped and had to kind of, you know, process it. I was always a huge Amy Winehouse fan. And that, that was one of those that really, that, that really hurt in a special way. Yeah. She was great. It's funny. I too, like, you know, just artists with demons, you know, I mean, even my pick, you know, I got like Janis Joplin, who just Joplin basically yeah. OD'd. And then, you know, Sinead O'Connor just had a total mental breakdown in a hotel room on the side of the road. You know, it's like, like a woman with demons. <laughs> well, I told you I was there when she had the breakdown at Madison Square Garden. I was there. I saw it. Who was this? A, uh, Sinead O'Connor. Oh, she had it there. Oh, yeah, really? uh, wow. she was. It was a week after the, the Saturday Night Live uh, incident. Oh, you were there. Oh, she, wow. post, she comes out to Madison Square Garden. It's a it's a, it's a Bob Dylan uh, tribute concert for his fiftieth birthday, mm. and um, she comes out and she can't get through her set. She gets booed mm. and she runs wow. off stage and she's being consoled backstage by George Harrison. And oh wow, Dustin, what a moment! I'm what a moment. Right there. That's crazy. I was right there wow, watching this crazy. whole thing unfold. Yeah, I saw I saw her live and, you know, she, she her voice cracked after like five songs. Like you can't just sing like that. I mean, Axel always had that problem, too. It's like you can only sing so high, you know, on a regular or your voice is just going to be done. Yeah. And Anthony knows. Anyway, um, <laughs> we'll go Adam. Adam. All right. So for my list, I decided to uh, go with uh, first, not not use any bands that we've talked about. Um, their work on the show before. So I, I would have had Amy Winehouse on here or um, uh, Fleetwood Mac Rumors or uh, uh, Courtney Barnett. But um, Courtney. I decided to go without, uh, decided to go with musicians, musicians or albums we really haven't talked about. And uh, also uh, bands, musicians that um, I've seen live. So cool. So my number five was uh, Florence and the Machines uh, right. debut album Lungs from uh, 2009. Um, so I feel it's a very, it's a very high, uh, high fi sound. The music is the way that Florence Welch sings. She's almost singing towards the, the cosmos. She's, 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 you know, parting the clouds, singing to the heavens. And it's it, the, her music just kind of fills a room. It's very lifting. I mean, the, that album's got dog days are over. It's got rabbit heart, raise it up, kiss with a fist. Uh, you've got the love cosmic love, a lot of hits on it. A lot of great songs. I saw her play at Lollapalooza during a uh, during a lightning storm, and oh, wow. it was just everybody was just enraptured by her, and it was it was just such a phenomenal experience. Um, let's see. So my number four, we actually just talked about her uh, earlier in the show. Alanis Morissette, "Jagged Little Pill" from uh, nice. ninety five. Yeah. Great cool. album. And I I just revisited it this week. Um, I'm actually going to go see her again um, pretty soon. Her 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 she's touring right now for the 25th anniversary with of Jack Little Pin. Yeah, yeah, with Garbage. Uh, I think in Liz Fair was the other one, but um it got postponed yeah. twice, first for COVID and then for a hurricane that hit uh New Jersey. So 
Uh, they just rescheduled it another time, but I, I went, I revisited it. It still holds up so well. It's, um, uh, you know, it's, it's angry, but it's also hopeful. It's, it's a, uh, an album that I think if it came out today, you'd see so many people quoting it on social media, on TikTok, right. on Instagram, like just every, every lyric. It's a, and, yeah. and I mean, the hits, the hits and even the, uh, the lesser known. songs. there's not even that many lesser known songs. Almost every song seems to be a hit on this one. Sure. Absolutely. But, um, that's probably she, did, most, she uh, didn't like her documentary, right? Yeah. She hated it. Like she, yeah. the documentary came out and she was like, she said, oh, you right. know, I didn't like it. Yeah. Was, she disavowed it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Now I gotta see it. Um, it's, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the artist didn't like it. Well, I gotta support it. <laughs> <laughs> that's our mentality. Like, oh, check that out. Let's do that. Um, all right. So my number three, I would go with Bjork Post uh, from 95. Mm. I think she's one of the most unique performers out there. This is a uh, it's an incredible album. I got to see her during the Biophilia tour when she was playing at MoMA. And, uh, you know, everything in this Army of Me, one of the best opening songs, I think, of all time. It's got a um, it has a bit. It, it's an electronic. It, it, everything about this album just kind of seems like it's. Uh, heading towards the, like a future sound. And, um, yeah. you know, you have the, the modern things. Yeah. Uh, hyper ballad is incredible. And then she's got something like it's so, oh, so quiet. The, um, um, cabaret kind of version of it. She's got a lot of range, uh, you know, absolutely unique, such a, a perfect album. Yeah, she um, reminds me of Pat Benatar a little bit, Jeff. He's <laughs> nothing like Pat Benatar. <laughs> Pat Benatar is actually great. Right. Jeff hates New York. <laughs> I hate New York. Uh, <laughs> um, and then uh, number two, this is a, a very personal album to me, uh, The Cowboy Junkies, Trinity yes, Session. Yes, I almost picked that one. I yeah, I, I was thinking you were going to pick it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If I, yeah, I, get, I don't have it on vinyl or I would have. Yeah, I, I actually, I, one of the things I wanted to run out and get vinyl for each of them i only got it for the number one uh album on here but this one it's it's at the local record store it's going for 50 bucks i'm gonna buy it at some point wow nice but uh this was my uh my dad's favorite album he turned me on to this we actually one of the last concerts i got to see with him was uh the trinity session being played in full and this is just such a haunting album oh, uh, so it's so, just so beautiful margot timmons has such an incredible voice it's um you know, I, I think if it came out now, people would call it tr kind of dreamy. Uh, and she's got that kind of whisper singing, um, you know, everything. All the, the covers on here are excellent. Uh, the Hank Williams, I'm so lonely, I could cry. Um, of course, Sweet Jane, which is one of the greatest covers of all time. Absolutely. Um, and then, you know, songs like Walking After Midnight, um, uh, Misguided Angel, which is just absolutely great. There, there, there's so much. I, I mean, hopefully we could cover this one day. This yeah, album. absolutely. Um, and then my number one album which I actually have here is the yeah, yeah, yeah's fever to tell. Oh, wow. There we go. And, uh, it doesn't get hit with the, uh, with the light <laughs> over there. <laughs> I know everything gets like a ring light on it. Right. So that, uh, to me, that is one of the epitome of, uh, uh, of two thousands, New York city rock. And it is a, it, and for me, it's everything I love about rock. It's the, the album is it's lo-fi raw, dangerous, sexy. It's, it's everything rock and roll should be. Karen O is just an incredible performer. Um, you know, they have, it, it, I think that, I mean, this is a really short album too. I think it's only, it might even be less than 30 minutes, but, um, you know, everything leads up to maps, which is a, a mega hit it's, um, but, but, uh, you know, songs like black tongue, uh, date with a night, uh, tick everything. This is a, a truly incredible album. It's, um, you know, I, I think it's one of the best uh, albums out of the 2000s also. 
Awesome. Incredible. What was the name of that band again? Uh, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, Fever to Tell. Very close yeah. to yes. Uh, <laughs> that was amazing. Or thank yes. You, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. For that, um, yeah. Adam's so good, isn't he? He's so good. Oh, yeah. But he just, <laughs> just covers it in such a... He's better than all of us. All right. Gonna, now I gotta follow that. <laughs> 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 he's so good. That's why he's on the show. He's my curl loader. All right. What do you got? <laughs> Wait, who, who, who's next, Dustin? <laughs> My beautiful bestie, Mr. Uh, Anthony okay, Cap. Yeah, we're out of time. So. <laughs> we're out of time. Uh, <laughs> oh man! All right, get him. What do you got? Uh, what do you got? So my mine are not really in any particular order, really. But, mine weren't uh, either. I didn't have a. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah. But uh, I'll start with this one because uh, Adam already covered it. Uh, I also had Bjork uh, ah, post on on my list. Just, oh, I mean, just poor Jeff. Pitchfork gave it a ten, right, out of ten. Uh, just, I mean, nobody sounds like Bjork and it's yeah. So cool. Fantastic. There's a reason uh, for that. Uh, Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> no, no heckling during the Go segment. On. I didn't say anything about your, uh, whatever you pick. <laughs> uh, I also picked, um, uh, the band Sleigh Bells. I picked that. Oh yeah. Treats. Um, Sleigh Bells. Tell us about them. Yeah, it's like a, a noise pop, I guess, is what it's mm-hmm. considered. There's there's uh, there's sort of uh, influences of of hip hop and metal and punk and Sweet. garage rock. Sounds and great. With the you know uh, um, the just these kind of almost like dream pop vocals yeah. over this, this like noise, Very which cool. uh, which I, I really like. I don't have it on vinyl. Like but what I kind think, of noise? Like craftwork kind of stuff, or like what? What do you mean uh, by noise? It's like they use a lot of drum machines and then like noisy guitars like punk kind of or well so, depending yeah. on the song some some okay. songs it's kind of punk or garage and some okay. stuff is like metal yeah. riffs and stuff nice. like that nice yeah, yeah. Really, great. I, I like it shut it's, up it's really Jeff. Anyway. um and what else do i have um <laughs> i've got i have oh come on man the Don't b52s the first there we go. Oh, okay. there we go uh Jeff dance to that stuff yeah this is a band. My mom was into this band before I was, so I grew up listening to the B-52s. So cool. Um, and, uh, I mean, just great. Just, just uh, you know, this one's got Rock Lobster, Planet Claire. Um, great stuff. It's, uh, you, can't, you can't miss. Party music. Just mm-hmm. uh, Planet Rock, I, I think. Uh, this one I also have on vinyl. Uh, the Beths. Uh, nice. Oh, yeah. Me Hates Me. Um, this is sort of... Um, if you like Courtney Barnett, mm-hmm. uh, this is along those lines, a little bit more uh, uh, kind of pop punk, maybe kind of like power pop. Uh, so a little faster, but they're uh, from New Zealand. So the accent is similar. Um, that's a great one. For start to finish. I think that's it. That's a great album. Uh, how many do I have left? Is that five? That's four, is- I think. So right. yeah, my it number one. Like five. Huh? Shut up. Stop it. My, uh, my number one, if I'm putting them in any kind of order, uh, I'm going to go The Breeders, Last Splash. Nice. That's the one with Cannonball that I didn't yeah. bring to the show that you wish that I did. Uh, it's just great. I mean, just Kim, I was going to, because I have uh, some Pixie stuff on vinyl, but I wa- I, Kim's voice, I mean, it's just incredible. So I wanted to pick one where her voice yeah. is showcased. Uh, just great voice. The, the, the songs are like, it, 
it's pop, it's noisy. The song structure is unconventional. Uh, I I love it. It's great. Great. Yeah, I actually have it on vinyl. It's great. I, when we went to the concert together, that's I yes. bought that album. And you guys looked at me like, really, you going to buy that one? I was like, yes. <laughs> I, bought, <laughs> I, I bought ease the into one. the Breeders, guys. I got to ease in. I'm going to start Title popular. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. You know, it's funny, the B-52s album, when I was in uh, South America, and like we would do dances for like yeah. kids to try to get them together, you know, get excited about the church and stuff. And I only had three cassettes, and that was one of them. So we played ah. the, like, after a while, people were like, okay, no more B-52s. Like, yeah. no mas, no mas. <laughs> no mas. Oh, <laughs> oh, you know, it's, it's somewhat related because we were talking about Taylor Hawkins. Uh, early 2000s, maybe 2003, I went to see the Foo Fighters. It was Halloween... Halloween show. They came out dressed like the hives and they did the hate to say I told you so. Uh but at the end for the encore, they um they started playing Planet Claire and Fred Schneider comes out and the Foo Fighters did Planet Claire with uh with Fred Schneider. Very cool. And Taylor Very Hawkins cool. on the drums. Great job, Anthony. You did good, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Adam was a hard follow. You did great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to do an honorable mention um, from uh, with a band that I love, uh, Nashville Pussy. And uh, their debut album, Let Em Eat Pussy, <laughs> is the reason I love this band. Uh, the guitarist, you know, I don't know her name offhand, but uh, she was, uh, it's a woman and she's amazing. And it's like to see a chick like just shred like that is like phenomenal. And so that's a band that I like. Good job, everybody. This is great. Uh, thanks for listening and watching Dustin's Vinyl. Uh, it's getting exciting. We have a YouTube page uh, yeah. that Adam put together for us. And so if you could please go and subscribe, subscribe, get us some hits. We need to build and build and build so we can make that toothpaste money. Yep. So uh, get in there, guys. And uh, we're going to play it out with Anthony's uh, new single, everybody. All right. And yeah, so, yeah. I'll just do like a verse and chorus. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. yeah just, uh, just so you get an idea. All right. Okay. This is called, uh, well, this is for, uh, my new project, Buzz Killjoy. The song is called uh, Grandma Taught Me How to Rock and Roll. years old that's when i first heard rock and roll on grandma's stereo she said she'd make me a big rock star then she plugged in an old guitar then grandma started to shred grandma taught me how to rock grandma taught me so good legend has it she sold her soul yeah i want to party with your grandma very cool all right everybody thanks for listening we'll see you guys check out our youtube page Woo. Bye, guys. bye guys great job love you all
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.